Talking Landscape Photography with Kristen Fletcher and Cowan. How are you, legends? So I just thought I'd uh, kick off today's show with uh, Christian Fletcher's favourite music. This is the um, the deaf agnostic arsonists with their uh, their song "Kill Your Neighbours and Eat Their Rubbish Bins." So relaxing, Fletch. Oh, so relaxing. Uh, I was just waiting for the melody to kick in, and you stopped it, mate. This Damn. is this is a melody. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hello, Fletch. How are you? Hey, good, Carmen. Thanks, mate. Thanks for that little wake up. Mate, just, a, just a tribute. Feeling a, you know, I mean, you can't uh, you can't beat that song. I mean, that that is a classic. It's it's a shame all their songs weren't as good as that one. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they got some good ones, and there are some moments of uh, mm-hmm. brilliance. But there's a there's a lot of mm-hmm. I don't know what would you call it? Uh shit. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Sorry, uh, I know that you've got the power pose all down, down pat. You know the James Hetfield power pose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you, you, you actually that photo of you standing, I know I'm not talking about websites. Yeah. We're going to talk about a new website, but if people go to our new website, oh, we've got a new website, get, do we? They, yeah, we've got a new website. Um, but if they go to it, they'll see a photo of you. If they click on the about thing, yeah. about about us. And go to you. They'll see you pulling the power pose in front of your tripod, and I think that's the, the probably the coolest pose in front of a tripod I've ever seen of a photographer in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just. Um, Do you reckon? Yeah, I, I, look, I totally agree. Even though it's me, but um, you know, I was just uh, I was channeling James Hetfield. You know, I was sort of going, yeah. I knew Fletcher was <laughs> taking a photo in high res mode, so I had to say, stay really still. So that was totally posed. But what's this about a website? Because a couple of weeks ago. I started building something and I said, Fletch, have a look at this. And mm. it was crap, wasn't it? Oh, well, no, you had some good elements there. Um, it said, listen, I think that's <laughs> on, a, on a white page. Yeah. <laughs> and um, simple. And add that. But, you know, but you look, you've been saying, hey, you know, we need a website. And, and I've been banging mm. on about getting one done. And I was going to get my wife to, to do one. And she's been busy and I've been busy. And mm. then you finally crack the shits. And when I'm going to go and. Uh, I'm going to make it myself, and mm. uh, and and that was enough encouragement for me to get off my ass and finish it off. Yeah. So it's just about there, apart from a couple of little things. Yeah. But how do how do people get to it, mate? What's the URL? Uh, lightminded.com.au. Ooh, it's all one word, all lowercase. Lightminded.com.au, and I'll tell you what. Um, Look, I'm pretending I don't know anything about it, but I know you know lots about it, obviously. But um, just to uh, to get you to go and have a look at it, um, I've personally done up some Lightroom presets for yep. you. Yeah, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, now I've made those because Fletch doesn't use Lightroom. You use Capture One still, or just well, Photoshop? I'm actually using Camera Raw these days a lot more. Oh, okay, Camera Raw. Only because my Capture One doesn't work with my operating system on my SL2. computer. And um, oh, really? Yeah, and uh, and I think it may be too old. The version I have may be too old for the SL two files. Ah, so I'm in a bit of bit of bother with that at the moment. Bit of a pickle, isn't it? I could I could buy one. I could buy it or subscribe to it. But yeah, I'm having a great time with Camera Raw. Yeah. Oh, look, I've got to admit, I you know. Um, as much as look, we love Julianne Cost and we know she listens to the podcast, I'm not a huge fan of Lightroom. 
Sorry. But anyway, uh, look, I've made up um, a bunch of presets. Um, and these are, you know, they're, they're valued. Well, there's actually um, 13. Um, and they are valued at thousands because, because I've made them. Yeah. So, and, and actually, um, you know, there's a um, there's a plug in there. There's a there's a preset for a Canon 5D Mark II. So, if you're shooting with a Phase One, you can finally take good photos. You can make your photos look like they were shot with a Canon 5D Mark II. As well. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't tried that one yet, but I'm I'm really um, looking forward to giving that a whirl because we all know the famous 5D Mark II, and it's not just the 5D Mark mm. II in general. It's your 5D Mark II, which is the famous 5D Mark II. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was always a bit more special than the others. Yeah. And um, and you've managed to create that look, that kind of soft, blurry, mushy. Out of focus sort of look. Out of focus look that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think people should all get on and download those. Um, hopefully it won't corrupt their system or put a malware on there or, or anything like that. I'm sure you're not that kind of guy, Carmen, that would do that. But did you hear about that guy recently? He, he had a photo that he – I can't I'm trying to remember how it worked. Mm. It was something um, – he, and he, if, if you downloaded that photo, mm. it would brick your your phone, your Android or your um, iPhone. Oh, seriously? Yeah, and so he started he – his photo went viral because mm. he said, please do not download this photo. It will brick your, your phone. Right, and of course everybody did. <laughs> yeah, and it went viral. So there you go. What was the photo so they, of? So you just got to take a photo, Carl, and just say, "Hey, don't don't download this because it will it'll wreck everything." <laughs> and then everyone shares it because I think, oh, but you know, it's, got, it's important. You know, yeah. you know how you get all those things. You just share it to your mates, and well, you wouldn't be able to resist, would you? You just, yeah, I'm downloading that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We be told not to. So our website is out. Yes, the it new is. Light-minded um, website. Yeah. It looks spectacular. Yeah, I love it. It was the Wix website. Yep. Sorry about that, everyone else. Every other web designer out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you got companies like Wix and what's that other one? Squarespace, is it? What? Squarespace, yes. Um, and there's so many others. Shopify. All these ones that you can pretty much do yourself. Yeah. But the beauty of it is now that you can go to that and get all the podcasts in one place. Mm. And not only that, we've got a section there for all our Guests that uh, guest photographers that have been on. So if you've listened to a podcast and you want to know more about that person, you can go to the the guest tab and scroll mm-hmm. down, find the person, click on their name, uh, and you can go straight to their website and find out more about them. Learn more about them. And uh, you know, there's a lot to learn in a lot of cases. And also, don't forget the merch. Ah, oh, yes. The merch. Yes. I mean, who hasn't? You wanted to a light-minded shirt. Who hasn't wanted one? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, you no, one's, no one's wanted one. Yeah, you you just you just get one. It's it's not a want thing. It's actually a need thing, as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and the beauty of it is that you know that if you buy a light-minded tea, it's going to go to a good cause. That's right. It's supporting us. <laughs> yeah, because we're <laughs> destitute, poor, washed-up photographers with. <laughs> Pissant podcast that's been going for over a year now, yeah, and um, it's pretty much true. Pretty much haven't made a cent. No, no, and it, we're giving stuff away like those presets. If you head over to lightminded.com.au right now, just scroll down and you'll see the bit that says um, free Lightroom presets. I've designed those, 
they're actually sort of okay, but they are for free. Um, all you do is click on the thing that says, you know, click this for free presets. It, you know, you'll be asked to send us an email. We just send you the, the presets straight back. And um, in fact, what I'm going to do is there's only 13 there, but I'm going to up it to 15. I'm going to chuck another couple in extra Whoa, for free. Nice. What are they going to do? What are you going to do this time? You're just going to take the saturation slider to... To eleven, <laughs> to eleven. <laughs> Call it the Peter Eastway. <laughs> Peter Eastway mode. So there you go. Sir Peter Check out the uh, Sir Peter Eastway. Check out the website lightminded.com.au and uh, very, very exciting news today. Now, we normally do this uh, podcast. We normally record it on a Wednesday or Thursday, but um, we are recording this on a Wednesday actually. But it's not being released until now, which is a Saturday. And there's a very good reason for that, isn't there, Fletch? And just before we get into this, we we generally don't talk about um, equipment on this show at all, but the Leica SL2 software upgrade high-res mode, Fletch, you can talk about it now. Mate, it is out. It's been released. Well, it's going to be released. It's released today. It's the 20th today, well, 20th of June. Well, it, well, it's not, but we're Market, releasing it Yeah, on the it's going to be. Yep. Mark it in your calendar. Mm. The new firmware version two for Leica SL2 is is here. It, I've uh, I do have it. I have been taking photographs with it, mm. and it's incredible. Wow! It's uh, it's you know you know the Panasonic mm. Lumix S1R Cohen. I know you, yeah. you've been using that beast and mm. you love it. Mm. This is very similar to that. Um, Leica has taken a bit longer to get theirs out on their on their system, mm. and uh, and I'm, I'm assuming it's because they wanted to perfect it and make it uh, better. Mm. And my yeah, well, my initial tests are it is better mm. than what's on the Panasonic, but um, yeah, time will tell. Mm. But basically, it gives you a uh, ability to capture 187 megapixels. Mm. Now that's a lot of pixels, mm. Mm. and um, for that you can make some. Some monster prints, and in fact, we did uh, we did make some monster prints um, mm. a couple of weeks back. We came, we got together, and we went down to Brownup, and we took some shots of the forest. Mm. But we both had the S one R there, and uh, so we made that big print for you, mate. What did what did you end up doing with that? You gave it away or something, didn't you? Yeah, I gave it to a mate. I've, look, I've got this thing. I can't hang my own stuff on the walls. I don't know. Yeah. If I, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, just a bit modest like that. So I, ga- yeah. I gave it to a mate, and he was elated because he yeah. thought it came from you. <laughs> like, no, no, I shot that. It's like, oh, oh it's really? a great present anyway. Can, can you get Christian to sign it? Yeah. Just, I was standing next to you. But, you know, look, I did the same thing. We took the same shot. Mm. You you worked yours up. I worked mine up. You gave yours away to your mate, and I gave mine away to someone as well. Unfortunately, they had to pay for it. So yeah, they gave you just, um, yeah. yeah, this gave me a pretty penny for it, and it's 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 just been printed. It's on a canvas. It's, it's about to go down to the framers. Mm. Shot on the high-resolution mode. And, and and you know it was incredible, wasn't it? I mean, it's amazing the detail in those yeah. files. Yeah, oh, just yeah, just just mind blowing. And I I made the mistake because I, I think I shot mine in the TV format, which was sixteen by nine, so I didn't have the full oh, that's um, right. four to three ratio. Um, <laughs> so there was a little bit of um, cropping involved there. But would you say um, that maybe Leica have used the SL uh, a big part the S one R as a bit of a test bed? Before they released this um, this upgrade on the SL two, yeah, quite possibly. I, I look, I, I can't say for sure what they've done, but mm. all I know is that the files look amazing. Mm. Um, uh, it works slightly differently. Mm. It doesn't have mode one and mode two, but ah. it has a but it has it does have a similar thing in that yeah. you have a setting for motion 
um, detection. Mm. So, or you can have it on or off. So if you've got a perfectly still subject, you can have one mode. And if you've got something with some movement, some trees moving or water moving, yeah, it will it does uh, blur those transitions between the eight shots that it takes. Mm. And um, so you know that's what I'm using mostly because mm. most of my subjects move. But saying that, I was down shooting um, Nana the other day mm. and got some great shots with it. I had the the Leica 90 to 280 on. Mm. And um, it worked really well. Mm. Uh, the the thing is that um, when I take it, when I look at those shots on my laptop, because mm. my laptop screen is so beautiful, they look amazing at 100%. Mm. If I put the same shots onto my uh, Wacom screen mm. and uh, show, view them at 100%, mm. it doesn't look as amazing because it's it's the resolution is not as not as great as my laptop screen. So. Mm. Um, <clears throat> It's not. It, you know, it looks a little bit different there, but the the proof is in the print. So, mm. whenever I'm looking at my work and doing uh, my edits, I, I the ultimate is making a print and making it the size that you want. Mm. And uh, you know, you can do little tests if you want, but generally, I just get a big ass bit of paper and and off press play, and off it come mm. out it comes, and it's um, you know, they're, they're amazing. So, mm. anyone that's got an SL2 out there now. They can get over to the Leica website and you should be able to find the firmware version 2 mm. and, and have a bit of fun with that. Uh, I'm going to be doing some more testing and I'm in talks with Nick Raines at the moment, Nick, of course, being the Leica ambassador mm, mm. Uh, for Australia um, and the Leica Academy ambassador. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the workflow and how we can get the best out of those files. So mm. uh, I think he's going to work on a video which will show um, you know, a, a good way to treat those files because they do need a different uh, editing. They, they, especially if they're converting the raw files, they, they'll uh, need different sharpening and different, um, different to what you normally would do because you've got so much resolution there. I mean, 187 megapixels. Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just nuts. Well, it's, it's amazing because, I mean, we've had that in the S1Rs for a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And, um, you know, talking to guys like Andre Juman, who we, we spoke to just last week, um, who was doing those focus stack images off an IQ4 of 6,000 in a stack. And he was – what what how many megapixels is the IQ4? It's about 150 or something. 150, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you sort of say, well, we've been messing around with the S1Rs, you know, 187, and now the Leica yeah. XL2, 187. Um, but, you know, the, the, the future – it's just mind blowing when you look at some of the stuff that Andre's been doing, and now you know, for five grand you can buy an S1R body for ten thousand for the SL2 body. You know, mum and dad photographers are pretty much going to have this capability soon yeah. to be able to do super super high res um, res uh, images. It's amazing, yeah, it is amazing. I mean, of course, it, it always comes back to. Do you need that much resolution? Yeah, and you know, and it comes down to what. And the answer is yes. What do you do with it? Yes. Yeah, of course. It is. <laughs> yep. I mean, why not? I mean, because yep. you, you you have it and mm. you can show off with it. But um, look, if you're just making prints for Facebook, then mm. you probably won't need this mode. But look, if you've got an SL2, mm. or um, or if you're shooting with S1R, you have that then, and that's the beauty of it. You don't have to shoot in that mode all the time. You can shoot normal 47 megapixels if you want, mm. which is, is certainly a lot of pixels. Mm. Uh, or you just go and, you know, 
hit it up for 187 and drag your way all the way to the bank. Because, mm. you know, uh, and, and look, for me, it's important because we all make big prints. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like just a classic example, we had a, a customer uh, ask, they want to do a splashback, glass splashback, and they wanted to go three meters wide by a meter high. Yeah. And they, they were looking at one of my old film shots. Mm. And my old film shots, when I scanned them back then, they were only being scanned to about 20 inches wide. They were really small yeah. files, you know, tiny, tiny files, mm. and 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 eight bit as well. So uh, this thing, you know, wants to make this thing three meters wide from a 20 inch wide print, and it's just not going to happen. Computer but says with, no. Computer says yeah, no. Yeah, if, if I knew that it was shot in the high res mode. Mm. Uh, on the Leica SL2 mm. or the Panasonic S1R, then mm. I know that I'd have all the resolution in the world to make that big, massive print. Mm. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's kind of future-proofs yourself and who knows when uh, TVs will get more and more resolution and you can end up you know, displaying these images on massive wall-sized screens. Mm. I think, you know, that's all pretty important stuff. I just, I just like the, um, with the high-res mode, I just like being able to to go right into the shot and actually, yeah. you know, see the, the grain in the wood and, you know, it's just, you know, it's, mm. it's mind-blowing. This technology is available. Yeah, it is. And, and, and it's expensive, um, you know. You know, it allows you to crop as well. So mm. you, you don't have to always go for the, um, you know, the full image. You can crop things out of it, make it a nice square or whatever, mm. uh, and, and that's pretty important. Now, the other thing, I'm, I'm just uh, – remembered that I, a long time ago I bought this thing called the Megamast and that was before drones came out. Oh, yeah. Drones, drones was just, so it yeah. had this Megamast yeah, and it yeah. can go up to like freaking... 20 metres or something. Yeah. Um, and but of course when you get to 20 metres of thing, you look up and it's it's wobbling, it's wiggling and <laughs> yep. moving around like a bloody snake on the end of a stick. It's just like, yep. it's crazy. So you, know, you need fairly fast shutter speeds most of the time. But I was out shooting brown at forest a little while ago with my mate Mark and we just put our drones up just above the canopy just so you could get a, a slight elevation. Mm. And I thought, wow, look how much better the, the forest looks just from being elevated that little bit. Mm. So, but of course you're shooting with the, I'm shooting with a Phantom 4 Pro, so I've only got 20 megapixels. Mm. Now imagine if I could whack the Leica on top of the mega mast, mm. get it nice and steady because, mm. you know, with the Leica you've got the, the app. Most phones mm. have... Most cameras have apps now that mm. you can get on your phone. So I can use that. I can put, it, put the camera on, shove, shove it up on the top of the mast, mm. 20 metres up, and then just look at my phone and operate the, you know, the whole thing, the focus, everything from my phone. Mm. And, and I thought, well, that's going to give me 47 megapixels as a standard shot mm. as opposed to 20. Mm. And, um, and also if I want to go to the high-res mode, mm. all of a sudden I've got – you know, 187 megapixels with a view that looks similar to what you get from the drone. And, and this is this is the thing with this technology. Like it just um, it just opens up all of these opportunities that we are still struggling to come to terms with. I mean, just yesterday, um, a friend of mine's got an old World War Two, um, you know, warbird uh, plane, and I went had a look at it, and it's hanging yesterday, and. Um, took the S1R down there and just did a couple of test shots. But, you know, you can just imagine focus stacking that and just having every rivet and bolt absolutely yeah. in focus 
the Andre, you're a bad man. Look what you've done to Carwin. Now he's going to yeah. do 6,000 shots on the S1R with a, you know, to, of a plane that he's just – the guy's gone nuts. And, and, and stuff, you know, stuff I've discovered along the way too. Like um, I'm running one of those iMac i7s, um, which has got a fair bit of power. Um, mm. It's a quad core. Um, and, you know, the high res shots, it just – you know, it just the the high res shots just just stump it, particularly with your focus stack. And if you have um, more than uh, four in a stack, it comes up to about four gigabytes. And I've I've discovered yeah. that a TIFF won't go past four gigabytes. Yeah, you got to save it as a uh, Photoshop large document, so yeah, P- PSB file. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's um, you know. I, I, where, you know, where's this going to go? It's just- I don't know, mate. You're going to have, you know, four meg, four gigabyte photos of your car keys and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, that's four shots. You know, that's yeah. that's four. You know, that's four images. Oh. You know, oh mate. Well, you know what? I was one thing after our talk with Andre. Mm. Uh, I I realised that, and I said to my wife this morning, I said, "My photography is too convenient. I just." I only shoot things that are convenient. I don't yeah. go to any trouble to create an image. Mm. And after speaking to Andre, I was like, oh, man, yeah, he goes to all that trouble and there's so much involved. And I, I, I won't even get out of the car most of the time. I'll just wind the window down and hand hold these shots. And that's <laughs> that's all good good and well Yeah. if you're photographing a you know, skip bin yeah. in the back alley. But mm. imagine if you're photographing that skip bin, mm. focus stacking, lighting. Yeah. Elevated mm. from some different angle above street level or mm. car window level. Mm. That's what I need to be doing. I need to do things that are a bit harder. So because most people don't want to do that, they don't want to work that hard. It's it's you know, it's, it's so much more enjoyable just doing it the easy thing. But imagine lugging a whole lot of lighting and your mega mast out to you know wide up on, on a beautiful sunrise and the mm. sun's going down and mm. you, you go back to the car for the second load of gear and then you're setting up lighting and then you got your mega mast and then you're focus stacking and the light's changing and, you know, then you miss it. But it's not that hard though, you know. I mean, setting up the, the mega mast is one thing, but, you know, if your shutter speed's high enough, you know, you, you're getting, you know, just, it takes six shots just like that. Um, eight. Oh, sorry, eight shots. Um I mean, it's not that difficult. And just, you know, like the other day, um, I'm, I'm based in, in Perth in Western Australia. And the, the other day I went down to um, to the, the, the foreshore to just to take a photo of the city. But you're taking it at 187 megapixels. Mm. So there's, there's all this stuff that you've always done, but it hasn't been done like this. It's like, you know, if we um, – all the stuff that's on J- – um, I beg your pardon, on Facebook at the moment, all these JPEGs and all that sort of stuff, which is pretty much, you know, the archive of our future, these shots that are about, you know, three um, – what, th- what, three megabytes or something like that at the maximum. Maximum, so, less than that even. Yeah, so now we um, – you know, we, we're, we're shooting – you know, we've got the opportunity to shoot one gig files. You know, yeah. and and this is this technology. You know, this is only in the last couple of years we've been able to do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you know, where, where does it like like I said before, like where does it? You know, where, where to from here? Like, how far away are we from a, a smartphone with a hundred megapixels? Well, it was interesting. I was looking at that uh, light camera. Remember that? Do you ever see that light camera? Yeah, yeah. Has sixteen cameras mm. in it, 16 lenses, mm. and um, 
you know, it was supposed to be a revolution and that's not really gone anywhere. Mm. It was you know, an interesting idea. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all possible. I mean, mm. things are changing all the time. Mm, mm. Uh, you think about how far cameras have come since the 5D Mark II. Yeah. Not, not, well, not, actually, not very far at all. No, nah, not that far. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, um, it, it, of course, you know, a lot of it, it doesn't really matter about the camera. It's, it's the composition and actually getting the, um, the shot as well. But, um, I mean, these, cam- these cameras now, they've, they've, you know, they've, they're just beautiful. You know, yeah, they are beautiful. Yeah, and it's nice to have them, mm. but it's not necessary. No, no. And and you can stitch a few photos together and get a fairly good sized file as well. Yep, yep, definitely. And it's that's so much more work. And it's like Andre Juman says, you know, it's the camera that you've got in your hand is is the best. You know, but he yeah. says that you know he says that because yeah, he shoots with an IQ four. But you know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's easy to say that when you've got the best camera system in the world. Mate, can I can I ask you this? Fletch, you're well known for your, um, you know, for your association with uh, with Phase One. Mm-hmm. This is probably early days. It's probably a little bit hard to call just yet. But is this SL two a Phase One killer? Well, um, I don't know if it's a killer. It's an alternative. And if you haven't got the money to, to drop in, I mean, you can get the, uh, the SL2 body for 9,900 mm. and you can get a Sigma, you know, a beautiful Sigma art series lens to whack on the front and you can be doing some amazing detailed photography with, with a you know, quite reasonable entry level um, the phase one, I, in my mind, is gone. They've gone to the highest of high ends, and in my uh, my thoughts are that they've that you know it's only the the the, the top end of town that are going to buy one. Mm. For me, they limited what I wanted to do, and once I got my head around the fact that my customers couldn't see the difference between a phase one file and a uh, Quattro Sigma Quattro uh, SDH file mm. at, or a drone for that matter I mean I make as much money out of my Phantom 4 drone as I do out of my Phase 1 probably that, more so that's old a, that's a couple of years old yeah, yeah it's old and it's only 20 megapixels mm. my Phase 1 is reasonably old as well that was 80 megapixels mm. um, so you have to weigh up um, what, what it is you want to photograph and and what are you going to present to the customer? Mm. Uh, I, I can make beautiful images with my drone, mm. and they sell, so that's perfectly fine. I can make the same with the Phase One, and I can make the same with the Leica. Mm. But the, the the Leica just gives me so much more flexibility. Mm. Um, it's amazing in low light. It's easy to lug around. It's much lighter. Mm. Records beautiful video. Uh, you know now it's got. 187 megapixels at my fingertip if I want to use it. Mm. So, you know, there's there's a lot of lot going for it. Plus, it looks super sexy. Yeah, it's a good looking camera. Yeah, and it feels good. Mm. That's one thing. It, I mean, the the phase is a good looking camera as well, but mm. it's kind of in, it's, it's monstrous and industrial looking. Mm. It doesn't look like a Gucci handbag, you know. Whereas the Leica, you know, you look like you 
you wear it as a fashion accessory. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's nice. You know, you wouldn't um, you wouldn't walk around with a 5D Mark II as a fashion accessory. But um, that's uh, it's interesting because you know most Leica shooters, you know, do they actually ever use their cameras? You know, and you you no. living proof that you're, you're the first one. You and Nick Ryan yeah. are the first people that yeah. actually use their Leicas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think they're. It's a. What is? It? It's not about the the camera. It's about the vibe. <laughs> it's the vibe. The vibe. <laughs> No, I do. I do feel. <laughs> is, that, do is, feel that, is that a Christian Fletcher quote, or possibly? It's not, a, it's not about the camera; it's about the vibe. <laughs> yeah. No, the the, the like is. I, I I do feel um, kind of proud that I've got a like now. Yeah. I mean, it's been around forever. That some of the most famous photos ever taken in the world are shot on Leica. Yeah. You, you tell people you've got a like, and they know what it is. It's a serious camera, isn't it? Yeah, it is serious, and it's seriously beautiful. So yeah. people see you out and on the streets with it, and they're just like, oh, you know, yeah. that, that guy's got a Leica. He doesn't he doesn't fluff around with the fairies. <laughs> that's right. That's not a five D Mark II. No, that's right. It's not quite a five D Mark II. But if you go to um, our website, which is lightminded.com.au, you can download those uh, those presets, and there is a five um, D Mark II preset there, so you can make it like a look like a Canon five D Mark II. Yes. <laughs> yeah, or you could just. Forget to focus and um, shoot as a low-quality low quality JPEG and blow it up to yeah you know, to get that pixelation. That's yeah, beautiful. Forget it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And what's uh, what's the future hold for you, Carmen? What are you doing uh, going forward, mate? You got any big projects coming up? Uh, look, I want to you know after I guess after talking to Andre, I'm I'm really obsessed with this focus stack thing with the S1R. Um, and I look, I tried it, you know, I've done a couple of six stack focus stacks, um, and then talking to one and he's like, oh yeah, you know, 6,000, you know, I'm just like, what, what can, what can I do? You know, what can I, I, I guess, you know, maybe it might be this World War II fighter plane. It might be something like that, but, um, you know, I, yeah. think, I, I think I just want to do something really sort of full on like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea, and, and I, I, I reckon we should get that plane out and get it on an old airstrip somewhere with a beautiful old hangar in the background, and yeah, and get some shots. I think, uh, you know, it'd be nice to work on a project like that together, mate. If we, yeah. if we can make it work, yeah, it'd be awesome. Where, the- where would you, where would you take it to? Hey, actually, if you know, if you're from the um, Perth region, you know any airstrips around the joint. It might be York or something like that, which might be sort of suitable for photo- uh, photographing a big grey sort of World War Two plane. To Harvard, a Harvard, mm, um, North American. Get onto Harvard. North American. Oh, it's, it's, we're going to photograph it. You will see this. But get onto our, our Instagram, do a search for Light Minded Podcast, and just send us a message if you've got any ideas where we can fly this thing too. Yeah, yeah. Not well, as personally, we'll the pilot. As pilot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just drive with lots of gear and, yeah. you know, because there's no way you're going up in that thing. Jesus. Two-seater. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Too scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although it's brand new. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, look, it's the most amazing thing I've seen. Like, it's just, it's fully, it's a brand new plane. It's fully restored. Like, mm. it's, you know how you often sort of see those projects and you go, Oh, well, you know, Oliver's bought that plane. He's going to be working on that for the rest of his life, you know. Yeah. Uh, not this one. It's just absolutely yeah. brand new. I've never seen anything like it. But what yeah. about yourself, Fletch, mate? What um, what are you doing photographically? Uh, well, I'm at a bit of a crossroads and mm. um, 
just I mean, there's so much. Oh, I've been doing so much, obviously, with the website and mm. and the gallery, yeah, trying to just keep the doors open and keep people interested. How's it going? New shots. Yeah, it's going all right. Yeah, lifting yeah, again, or we're getting a lot of people from Perth down. Yeah, and um, if they do eventually open the borders, then mm. we'll get more of the Eastern Staters coming in. Yeah. Um, it's been quiet this week. There isn't that many people around, but mm. it is middle of winter now, so yeah, yeah, you know that, that sort of happens down here. But mm. project-wise, look, I um, I'm kind of excited about this plane idea. I reckon that would be mm. pretty cool. Mm. I reckon if we can get it and get some time with it, it'd be really nice to um, to to really put some effort into making that work. You know, take mm. out some lighting and yeah, and wait for the right conditions and you yeah, know, just give it. And plan it all out mm. I because mean, I got this idea in my head that if you could have that on a tarmac that that's just been wet you know it's just been rained on yeah. and the plane's sitting there mm. you know the nice low angle you got this reflection mm. uh, of the plane in the in the puddles of the water mm. and you've got a beautiful hangar behind and then a really heavy gray sky mm. really work on the toning um, so that you know, you get this kind of World War Two toning, you know, that kind of greeny, yeah. olive drab sort of look, but, but then make the yellow, um, the yellow stripes on it mm. just kind of pop a little bit and mm. and that and that silver. Um, is it silver or chrome? It's it's silver. Um, yeah. Yeah. There are chrome bits on it, though. So. Yeah. See, my, my ultimate most favourite thing to photograph is aeroplanes. Mm. And if I could do that as a living, it would be fantastic, but... You know, like you said, you know, if if you do one and it looks great, then I'm sure everyone that's got a really cool old plane would love to get, uh, you know, a shot done. So yeah, create a little uh, little exhibition of work around that. We well, mentioned that that'd be really cool. Oh, look, totally. And you know, um, going down to have a look at this um, this thing yesterday. Um, you know, you just you're in the car, and because you have to trap when you go into like um like an airside area, you have to be in the one car, and it's security and all these sort of hoops you have to jump through. But um, Oliver just sort of said, "Oh, by the way, I've got a mate who's got an um, an MX, which is an aerobatics thing, yeah, um, yep. and he wants that photograph. So I reckon, yeah. you know, there's um, it's there's a whole, yeah." Well, and you think, I mean, this is just, you got the Perth scene, but then over um, in New South Wales, you've got Tamora where they have a big air show and they've got a, a museum there and they have a lot of the old war birds there. And then, mm. of course, Wanaka in New Zealand, mm. they have the wing, wings over Wanaka. Yeah, and that uh, tree, they've, show. Got, they've got, got that tree there as well. <laughs> yeah, that that's right. Fucking well, what we tree. could do is get, a, get an old Spitfire chopping like, landing, landing in the tree. tree. Yeah, just coming down. Yeah. A bit of prop chop. I would buy that photo. Seriously. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll start with this uh, plane and then we'll work on uh, super yachts. That'll be the next thing. Yeah. Just photographing uh, super yachts around the world. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. Like, in, particularly because, you know, you can photograph those things at Rotto, which is amazing, but um, really, you want to be in Monaco, really. Yeah. So, yeah. I think so. Yeah. You know, with a Leica over the shoulder walking down the streets. Yeah, that's know, right. With uh, you know, act famous people and actors and mm. all that around you, mm. Mm. All, all wearing masks, of course, because it's probably riddled with COVID. Oh, that's a point. So, how's how are you going to recognise them? How are they going to how are you going to know they're actually famous? Uh, well, uh, yeah, well, it'd be from they'd have a liker over their shoulder as well. Why? Well, so you're instantly famous. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Um, just got to ask you that you, uh, you you put quite a bit of time into that uh, into the website, which is lightminded.com.au. Go and check it out now. There's some 
you know, 15 free Lightroom presets there for you. Um, how much work actually went into it? Like, did you, you know, um, it's 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 quite well designed. Did that just come to you? Or because when I, when I designed the initial one, which was very basic, I mean, mm. that literally took me six hours and it sucked. <laughs> well, they got the skeleton there in about, a, in about an hour and then that has taken me quite a few since then. Mm. And and look, I, I launched it the other day, and and um, well, my wife had a look at it, and she goes, "You can't see this menu. Your name's going across two lines. Mm. This is too dark. Why can't you do this? Change that. And this doesn't look good on a mobile." Mm. And and I was like, "Man, I've spent bloody half my life doing this website." And but she was right, and she made me change it. But now I think it's pretty close. But look, if anyone sees it, mm. some glaring errors, let me know, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll change it. But um, you know, it's it's just a Wix website. Anyone could knock them up pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You just drag and drop things until it looks good. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, I do too. Um, but you know, it, it'll look it'll look daggy in six months' time, and we'll have to redo it. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking, checking to see how much a, a North American Harvard. Yeah, cost. How, how much are they? Just out of interest. Um, in U.S. dollars, I suppose. Uh, here we go. Nineteen. Here we go. Uh, oh, that's no, that's not too bad. Uh, there's one for sale here. Classic mm. Warbirds, yellow. Doesn't look as nice, but it's probably pretty good. It's going for sale 189,000 US. Yeah, and then uh, what sort of hours do the engine uh, does the engine have on it? That's yeah. Stuff. Total air time. Uh, total time airframe is uh, 9,475 hours. Mm. I'm assuming. Um, yeah, but you know. So, and it doesn't look like a very nice one. Don't like the colour much. Oh, still, you'd have it though, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, maybe not. Probably be a dog to fly. Maybe, you know, every flight could be your last. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's living, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dying. Yeah, yeah. But it's better than, you know, just being out by the barbecue and just having an aneurysm and falling off a perch. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, funny, so, yeah, mate. So that's the big news at the moment. That's what that's what's going on. Uh, we got uh, exciting stuff. Got a new website. The Leica's got a new uh, firmware update that's released today. Mm. Go ahead and get it, and get it um, right and we're going to go photograph an old plane. Yes, so which would be cool. It's very exciting. So get over to. Um, to lightminded.com.au uh, and Fletch, mate, we've been doing this for about a year. Who's been your your favouritest um, favouritest? Don't use that word in a game mm. of Scrabble anytime soon. But who's been your who's been your favouritest um, guest so far? Ooh, oh, there's so many. And if I mention one person in particular, it'd probably upset the Sir other Peter person. Sir Peter Eastway. Oh, sorry. Easty, yeah, he's pretty good fun. You know, he he's yeah. You don't have to do much when he comes on. He just. Nah. Talks and Last just cracks jokes. jokes yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and he's 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 a smart guy. Yeah. I like Tone. I like Pete. Tone's awesome. Les was great because you always learn something with Les. Yeah, you feel like an idiot afterwards. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <course> Les. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean afterwards? You feel like an idiot during? Oh yeah, I, well, I do now. You know. Yeah. yeah. So we got to get Les back on, and I'd, I'd like because I want to talk to him about art and art photography and how all that works because that's a conversation I had with him once out out in the uh, middle of the desert. And um, I, I I need to have that again to just to talk it through because it's a big subject. Yeah, what is art? I mean, you know, we've discussed that before. You know, that banana taped to a wall. You know, yeah, well, that was that was art. Million dollars. Yeah, that was art. 
yeah, until that guy ate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but what is it? You know, like what is you know we again this thing keeps coming up. You know, f- um, you know fine art photography. You know, in landscapes, what is a what is what is fine art photography? You know, oh, yeah, we, we know it's a it's a it's a sub genre, but it's doesn't you know what does it mean now? It's like yeah, I don't know. That's why we need Les to to clarify all these points for us because if you're using that, you need to understand why you're using that term, mm. and um, and if, you know you need someone like Les to put it in perspective. Mm, mm, mm. Because maybe we're not doing that. Maybe we're just doing pretty decor stuff. Mm, mm. It doesn't sound as good as fine art photography, does it? No, fine know, art photography does sound good. But know, we just yeah. Christian Fletcher, fine art photographer. Christian Fletcher, pretty decor photographer. Yeah, that's got a it's got a much nicer ring to it. Yeah. Well, mate, uh, we should wrap it up. Um, and I just want to say to you um, out there playing along at home, thanks, um, thanks very much for listening. Um, it's a lot of fun. We've got um, we've got some pretty amazing guests coming up we've got our website which is lightminded.com.au go and check it out and the good thing about it too is um is now you just get all of our podcasts from the website so you don't have to muck around with um uh, itunes and that sort of stuff you can just um just get it straight from the horse's mouth so yeah yeah and look we're gonna we'll probably add things to the website as we go mm. It'd be good to have a forum where people can get on and talk about things and obviously the the, the merch will be coming up where you'll be able to get a light-minded coffee cup or a What about a bumper sticker? Bumper sticker, yeah. You got any good ideas? Yeah, what about, um, you know, what about something like, you know, I break for Sir Peter Eastway? Yeah. Uh, I I would buy that. I'd buy that uh, in a heartbeat. (laughs) Yeah, I would totally buy that. Yeah, I break for Sir Peter You know, like you're breaking for wildlife, but it's actually... No, I thought you would not be meant like breaking in your car. Oh, what, you like breaking or... Yeah. Yep, was my heart breaking for Peter Eastway. My, I, I break for Peter Eastway. But, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's all pretty exciting stuff. So get over there and check it out. Um, make sure you uh, you join our mailing list too. And we're not going to spam you or anything like that. We'll just, you know, we'll just say hello every now and again or if something exciting is happening like a software upgrade, we'll, we'll let you know. And it's, uh, yeah, likeminded.com.au. Good stuff, Carmen. All awesome right, mate, will you, uh, you get back to it? I'm going to go make some more prints. And uh, I'll see you next week.